Well, welcome back to another CP Media uh, podcast, live and uninterrupted uh, on a Tuesday night for a change. It's a bit of an impromptu uh, live podcast. I am, of course, the media man with the Mo, your host tonight, and alongside me is our very own Richard Greer. Welcome, Richard Greer, to a Tuesday night, not a Wednesday night, to talk all things Ironman Taupo. Yes, Angus. Can you hear me? Am I loud and Mate, clear? That's a big copy at this end, buddy. Excellent. No, that's good. This is a last minute. Uh, let's see if we can get this done, sort of a, a show. We're broadcasting live from Kiwi, so I apologise for any internet troubles that we may have, but uh, we've got a big show. We want to share some stories from Ironman Taupo, and we've got a moment before holidays happen and people disappear for a month or so, so wanted to make the most of this opportunity. That's 100% right. When you when you dedicate your life and a, a fairly big block of time uh, to training and all things that go into successfully competing at an Ironman, you, you deserve a, a week or three or four off. So we've grabbed the moment uh, while Braden Curry can spend a little bit of time with us uh, taking that opportunity to get, uh, obviously, words from the from the winner. And, uh, and also, uh, we're going to cross live to the couch with uh, Rick and Lucy from their lounge room tonight too, Rich. Yeah, share their story. Absolutely. They've got a pretty cool story from their journey to Ironman um, and how their race panned out compared to what it was last year. And uh, yeah, doing this thing together, it's been awesome. Exactly. So to all of you out there that are tuning in now, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for staying with us at uh, or, or joining us on such an impromptu Tuesday night. Um, and uh, for those of you that may be listening to this podcast afterwards, it's not on our normal scheduled time, but thank you for listening anyway. So, Rich, without further ado, shall we bring the uh, 2021 Ironman Taupo winner online? Yeah, sounds good. Braden, are you there? Welcome to the show, Braden Curry. Yes, thank you, team. Brilliant. It's good to be here. Sorry uh, for the disruption and uh, my lack of organisation uh, and unawareness of the next month. Um, so, thanks for squeezing me in. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely our pleasure. Yeah, it's great that you can, uh, right, okay, let's just do this, get it done now. It's good. Um, and, uh, and yeah, really appreciate your time and and, uh, and having a crack at, um, at uh, doing the show tonight and just sharing your story from your perspective of what actually happened um, as the race unfolded for you. So, um, Brayden, let's just go back, roll it back to the start of, I guess, uh, Taupo Ironman was your, uh, I guess, breakthrough Ironman win, wasn't it? What did that mean to you now? And then reflecting on that win coming into this race, how did that affect your preparation? Yeah, um, I guess for me, uh, yeah, Taupo Ironman has been a bit of a, a long time. I, I uh, turned up on debut, uh, what, four years ago um, for my first Ironman and raced in one. Um, and found it, I guess, relatively easily. Uh, relatively easy. Um, well, as easy as an Ironman can be, but uh, I didn't have too many challenges. And, and I guess since then, it's been um, you know two years of of being sick and two races that I think uh, probably weren't quite um, at my peak. And sort of the main part of summer had got the best of me, and I didn't really perform um, the way I would have liked to have. So. Yeah, I think coming back this year, um, it does feel like uh, the pink elephant in the room, Ironman New Zealand for me. It's the race that I kind of haven't been able to, um, you know, do successfully uh, for quite a few years. And it's uh, it's really nice to pull off, uh, uh, I guess, just a really consistent race, um, a good performance and, yeah, managed to take away the win uh, once again. Was there more pressure on you because of that and because you haven't quite performed to you the, the, the standard that you wanted to, but also the summer that you've had? Kyle Smith uh, has had an absolute blinder. Um, he's, he's won every start that he's raced in the half Ironman. Did that put extra pressure on you, think, as well, just other competitors that were there? Yeah. Um, it was pretty unknown how Kyle was going to race uh, this year. Is in his you know his debut Ironman, but the way he's racing half distance is pretty phenomenal. Um, yeah, I, I would quite comfortably say that you know seventy point three world champs, um, he'll be at the front of the race uh, all the way to halfway through the run, um, 
where there's going to be guys who are running 106 kind of thing like Gianfredino did that um, again he might struggle with but his performance on the in the swim and on the bike is definitely world class and how that would roll over um, to Ironman was a real unknown and uh, yeah we weren't quite sure there um, I guess Mike Phillips is, is always in really good form this time of year and and I knew he put into this. Um, so, yeah, it, but probably not letting much out either. Uh, he keeps... And then, um, and then obviously likes of Cam Brown. He's, uh, he was in incredible form this year and has been training the house down and doing sessions that I guess I could only ever dream of. So it's always an unknown whether he's going to be able to keep close enough to the race and pull out that run that we all know he can. Um, mm. um, so, yeah, it was definitely an interesting um, start line to line up on. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, pressure? Nervous? Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty nervous. Uh, I guess a week out... Um, we would had challenge one and I'd had the second there and I re hadn't recovered um, probably that well um, and started training again. Uh, and then we got the postponement date sorted. So I took a bit more time off and had a really good recovery um, and got in a couple of key sessions. And yeah, I guess I was pretty nervous on how that taper slash build would affect my race. Um and yeah, I wasn't quite sure how the performance was going to go off the back of that. But yeah, it's kind of like the old days, Rich. I, I took a, I took pretty much a fourteen-day taper and um, yeah. <laughs> didn't do much for about four or five days, and then had a couple of fast sessions, and then didn't really do anything for the last four or five days. So uh, yeah, it was, um, yeah. it was good, and it seemed to work. Good. Good, good when it hit it. And that was my next question, which you kind of answered already, is Challenge Wanaka and having that extra break compared to what you're used to having. Um, hey, that obviously paid dividends this time around. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, it's probably what we've talked about since the race is that um, just going into an Ironman with that little bit of fatigue uh, in the legs or, um, you know, muscle soreness or even just, you know, the heart potentially hasn't quite recovered back to wanting to be pushed that hard again um, potentially has been one of the reasons why I haven't been able to pull off a run in the last four years that I've been proud of uh, at Ironman New Zealand so yeah I guess it's quite uh, nice to see that you know with some good recovery and a, a really good lead-in um, quite a relaxed lead-in that uh, the body turned up and uh, I was in good form. Mm -hmm. Great, great, great. So the swim, Kyle was always going to go and hit that hard, and I think you're about a minute down in that swim. But looking at your splits, uh, you obviously raced the transition better than just about anyone on the planet at the moment. You took, was it 45 seconds out of Kyle on the, in the transition? That's right. Yeah, I was really surprised by that, actually. Um, the way, you know, Kyle swam um, pretty controlled, I think, for himself. Mm -hmm. He is, uh, you know, he's a Dylan McNeese swimmer and he probably could have put two minutes on us um, in the swim if he really tried. But, uh, yeah, with a minute down out of the water, I expected that we we wouldn't see him sort of towards the end of, till the, end of the ride. Um, so, yeah, leaving transition and grabbing our bikes at the same time was uh, quite a surprise. And, uh, yeah, I think he had probably just taken a bit more of an Ironman mentality to the transition and, he had put socks on and um, maybe maybe he'd stopped to have a cup of tea or something. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, he definitely took his yeah. time through that transition and it, it just allowed us to all come back together again. Brilliant. Uh, do you put socks on? What do you do in your transition? You're not mucking around. Uh, yeah, no. I, I, I put socks on for the run but not for the bike ride. So, okay. no, it's literally wetsuit off, helmet on and go. Okay. Yeah, great. And how was your bike ride? How did you find that? Like, that's – the key thing with Ironman NZ this time around is you had the opportunity to actually have a running race because you were you were together coming off the bike. How was your your bike? How were you feeling on uh, riding with both Mike and and uh, Kyle at the same time? 
Yeah, the bike. Um, I, I, we've obviously been working on the bike a lot in the last year or two, and it's it's forever a progression. And the world of Ironman, um, the cycling is just so incredible now. So, you know, mm. you can't afford to be you know three or four percent off because the even the Uber cyclists can run a two forty now. Um, so yeah, we've slowly been working on that, and obviously. Um, change of bike sponsors this year so riding the the new felt um bike and a funny process actually uh working with a christchurch guy dan barry um managed to make up our own speed bars uh so he carbon 3d 3d printed uh, a beautiful little bracket and cut um made some carbon molded bars to my forearms and uh yeah we've been working through that process just trying to gain more and more dynamics and yeah i think by looking at my power numbers i'm sure the course was pretty fast um just with mm-hmm. the wind direction but yeah. um yeah we definitely seem to be traveling at a lot better speed uh for the numbers that we were putting in um, so yeah, yep. I felt really good on the bike. Um, it came together, and yeah, I felt really comfortable and uh, knew as long as you know I kept with Mike and Kyle, then it was going to come down to a running race. Were you ever under pressure on that bike ride? Was there any digs going in, or was every, were each of you? Because you were pulling away. Uh, Mike obviously did a bit more work to catch up with both of you. Was there any pressure that you were under throughout that bike ride, or was it actually I'm just going the distance here? So the first, uh, I guess, 50, 60 kilometres, Kyle pulled away. Um, well, actually, within the first five kilometres, Kyle pulled away uh, going mm. up the hill. And, yeah, I guess I, I looked back and saw that Mike had fallen off um, the back a wee way. And, uh, yeah, I sort of made the decision then. I was definitely started, I was starting to hurt a little bit. And I was a bit like, well, if I'm hurting and Mike's fallen off the back, then this is probably too fast. So... Um, yep. Yeah, at that point in time, we eased up a little bit. Um, and then I rode, I, I guess I just rode my numbers at the end of the day. I just rode consistent for that 90k and we ended up pulling Kyle in. Um, Mike never really lost much time. He was always within mm-hmm. sort of visibility of me. Um, and then it was, yeah, unknown. I guess a lot of it was the way the race had unfolded, that it was going to come down to a running race. And um you know likes of cam brown and jack moody and those guys were far enough behind that we didn't have to be worried about them like we didn't have to feel like mm-hmm. we had to put in more time um so yeah it was it would have been a pretty big challenge for one of us to try and break away on that bike at that point of time um so i think it came a bit of a conserve and uh get ready for a running race yeah, good. What's Braden Carey's nutrition like these days? You've often said that you'll eat gels like lollies. What were you doing on that bike? Was there any solid food going in? No. Uh, yeah, no, no. Same, same, exactly the same uh, nutrition plan we had uh, how many ever years ago now, Rich? <laughs> um, right. Okay. A high five, every, good. high five gel every 13 minutes, pretty much. Um, yeah. You know, four and a half an hour and a lot of water and throw in some yep. coke and some red bull and uh yeah that's that's me for eight hours good just keep slamming it that's good and and not not having to sort of uh breathe too much while you're taking that on board just get those calories in and the carbs going and and you're good yeah i i do i just find when i'm racing that hard i, I don't feel any hunger um mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the, the want to take on food isn't there anyway. And, uh, yeah, yep. pretty much gels are all I need. Yeah, nice. Uh, so a running race, what was the confidence like uh, coming off the end of the bike ride? Uh, really good, actually. Yeah, the legs felt mm-hmm. really good. Um, I I guess, yeah, probably got to ease up a little bit more in the last 40 kilometres. Um, as I said, it all came together. So, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too hard, um, and we had a tailwind home this year as well, which is the first time I've ever right. raced that race where there's a tailwind on the way back up. So, mm-hmm. sort of forty k meant that I could definitely take on plenty of nutrition, and um, yeah, it was it was exciting, I guess, leaning into a run where you know that you're in good shape and uh, you could um, yeah, pretty much do what you want. 
So was the plan to 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 really race that transition like you did on the way out onto the bike, like actually just put the hammer down as soon as your feet hit the ground? Was that the, or how were you looking to? What was the plan and how did you execute that, especially at the start of your run? Um, well, you should know <laughs> what I plan and what I execute isn't always. Uh, <laughs> or it doesn't always go to plan, Rich. Um, yeah. as we may have learned years ago. Yes, uh, yes, so, yes. yeah, my coach and I had decided that um, with my run sort of form, which we felt was pretty good, that we wanted to yep. shoot for kind of 240 and under marathon. Um, and, and I guess she's a very typical uh, marathon running uh, perspective. And uh, mm. it's very much about pacing the marathon. And, um, you know, starting off at a pace that you can finish a marathon. And uh, yeah. yeah, well, I, I always agree to that theory. And I think that's a very wise decision. Yes. That theory tends to go out the window. And yeah, I came to yeah. the transition and uh, I'd already put kind of 10, 15 seconds on them. So they're kind of they're behind me already. And then go, I was running. Go chasing. And I, yeah, my GPS hadn't clicked in yet, and then it clicked in, I think, and I saw like a 3.45, but it felt like I was mm -hmm. running really fast, so I decided to run a little bit faster, and um, then my GPS really kicked in, and I was running like three minutes um, <laughs> per K uh, pace, yeah. and uh, then I was holding 3.05 for kind of first K, and then 3.10 for the kind of second K, and uh, by that time, I think I'd put in like a minute um, on Mike and uh, yeah, yeah, then I decided that I should probably reel it back a little bit. Um, but, you know, the Just a little really bit. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went through, um, I think I went through the 5K at, at like 3.20 pace and then through the first 21K at like in 3.15 something, in 1.15 something, in yep. hour 15. Um, so, yeah, I was on track for pretty much a, a two-and-a-half-hour marathon. Um, but, yeah, I guess the wheels fell off a little bit towards the end, but I had plenty of buffer yep. uh, to make sure it didn't matter. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's what I guess you're explaining the fact that this uh, very consistent, uh, even marathon uh, going on. That's not what I'd expect from Braden Curry running his, uh, running a race. You're always very much like, let's hit the ground running and let's just send it. And the whole out of sight, out of mind kind of philosophy, surely that was sort of part of those tactics when you when you hit the ground running, you're feeling good, let's put a bit of hurt on and, and make them chase the race rather than, uh, yeah, you make it. And if, it, if they're better than you, well, so be it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think when you feel that good and you can run that pace quite comfortably, uh, you kind of think, oh, well, I might as well use it. Um, there's other days like at Kona where, you know, the plan was to run 340, 345 pace, and mm. I literally was struggling to run 340 pace. So, um, you know, I'm yep. really battling to get that in the first few Ks where, you know, when you turn up and you come off the bike and you're running really comfortably um it's nice i guess to be able to use that while you've got it and uh mm -hmm. yeah you guess you might just have to grit your teeth further down the path if someone um catches you up but uh yeah hopefully you've you've made enough of a, a gap that no one wants to chase it that's right all the guys were hurting all the splits were sort of going back like you were you were drifting back to fours and things and the other guys were doing exactly the same so relative to you, so they weren't really making any inroads towards the end anyway, were they, as it happened? No, no, they didn't. And it's it's a funny one that, like, because I guess I've looked at, I've tried to pace a marathon before, and, yeah, I still end up slipping back no matter what. Yep. Um, you know, like, where is the, where's the line? I, I guess I still, you know, if I started at 3.45s, I may still slip back to four-minute K pace where um, – you know, I started at 3.05 and I slipped back to a still four-minute K pace. So I made an extra yep. 10 minutes in the first half <laughs> by going that That's hard. right. That, but, yeah. That's right. So I guess in the likes of Kona, you may not have that ability to do it. Um, the heat and the competition is just so much more intense that um, mm -hmm. you can't really throw your cards out like that. But, uh, yeah, that day, the other day I was feeling pretty good. So I gave it a go. 
Yeah, good. No, that's awesome. And that's the honesty of a marathon, isn't it? Uh, that it that it just gets tougher and tougher as it's so so consistent. You've just got to run it all. There's no downhill to kind of cruise on. Um, it's just just let's get, get carry on. Did you have a moment there that you could enjoy the run? Uh, you had a whole bunch of supporters cheering you on, and uh, and um, obviously the family were there as well. Was there a point that actually, actually this is pretty cool right now, or were you just sending it the whole way? You're pretty broken looking coming across the finish line, which I was really I was quite pleased with to be honest. Like he's put his work in out there today. Uh, yeah, I think um, probably the first lap to be honest, the first lap of that run course where I felt really good. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was running fast and you know you got to see everyone out on course and uh yeah motivation was pretty high and then yeah I guess as it as it wears on it, it starts getting a little bit tougher but um no I guess yeah same as always those last few k um well you think you're going to be broken they always feel probably the easiest and uh yeah that run back to town and everyone's in there everyone's excited and uh yeah coming through that finishing line was yeah, it was, pre- it was a really good moment this year. Um, probably one of the best, I think, when uh, uh, yeah, racing these days. I probably appreciate the wins more now than I used to. Um, you kind of realise that they, yeah, they don't come by very often um, when you're racing at this level and uh, you don't really have, you can't go out there and guarantee those performances every time you get on the start line. So... Um, yeah, it definitely felt uh, a lot more meaningful than it has done for a few years. And for those of us that weren't there, we some of us sat at home all day long intently watching uh, whatever social coverage that we could find. Uh, following the following the Braden Perry uh, Insta stories is always good. Sal does a great job there. I'm assuming Sal's in behind that while you're out there running. Um, but I did see you crack a smile uh, at one stage when one of your darling children informed you on the run that there would be a beer at the finish line for you. That uh, was uh, obviously a, a da- that, is that the carrot that needs to be dangled nowadays? Is it a beer at the finish? Yeah, I can't speak it in on now, right? Um, <laughs> beers are what drives me. Time off. Uh, yeah, no, they're fun. The kids, it's actually really fun to see um the kids i guess being so involved in it now like it, they're so aware of what's happening and and the racing and stuff you know before it used to be very very much a chore um getting dragged along to these races um where yeah it is it's quite exciting to see them um get really amped about it and, and really into it and enjoy following it so uh yeah yeah it's definitely fun to run past them and them they're yelling and screaming at you so What's next for Braden? We know what we know is that we're here tonight. We're in a bit of a, a fast forward and prompt you uh, live to catch you because you are going to pack the kids and, and sell and hook the caravan on. Well, the caravan's always hooked on anyway, just about with you, isn't it? But you're heading off to disappear for three or four weeks, well-earned rest. But what's next for Braden Curry, the Ironman athlete? There's obviously some racing going on around the world. We're all watching uh, the coverage that's been going on. So there's plenty of racing going on around the world. But where does that leave you now still in these COVID times um yeah good question don't know uh to reverse it is uh, it's a tough one i um i guess i could line up in 10 weeks time at ironman kens and yeah the way things are, are going you know with the bubble and stuff at least you know we shouldn't have to isolate on the way to australia um so that's an option but yeah the season gets a little bit busier so we've got uh the collins cup which is a yeah the pto um yep. pro- professional triathlon organization race and, um so slovakia in august um and then yeah kona uh which again is such an unknown and uh to be honest that that's probably the hardest part to plan for this year is what do we do? Do we try and chase Ken's and chase the Collins Cup? And then if Kona's on, then I guess we go. Or do we, I guess, sacrifice Ken's um, and just do Collins Cup and Kona? Because if I do Ken's as well, then I've probably done you know, four Ironmans in the year plus three half Ironmans. And I guess that's probably too much racing to expect a good performance. Um mm-hmm. So, yeah, pretty much weighing it up at the moment. I, I don't know where it'll go. I definitely, I think Slovakia is uh, definite. Uh, it'll happen. So that'll be cool. 
um, and that'll be quite a spectacle and great racing and a new style of racing. I think it'll be pretty challenging to get Kona going this year with uh, yeah, 7,000 odd athletes turning up on a very small island or eating mm. at the same cafes, all at the um, you know same hotels and stuff. Um, Has there been any talk that they'd run that as an elite thing only? You know, some of these events around the world have only run elite and not actually worried about things. Has there been any chat in the background about Kona doing it that way? There hasn't. Um, and I, yeah, I don't, I don't think they will yet. Uh, I think, uh, Ironman's a pretty big brand and they're very, uh, focused and I guess, uh, tunnel vision on what you'd say is mass participation, um, making sure they get numbers at their events and yeah, the pros are, the pros are kind of token in a lot of ways, um, at their events. So I can't imagine Ironman will change its philosophy this year to see that happen. It'd be great if it did. We would be stoked if they ran a invite 60 only kind of professional race and made some good media coverage. And, you know, that would mean that the island wouldn't have 7,000 people on it. And, mm. um, you know, they could potentially pull it off. But, I, yeah, I don't see it happening at this point in time. Mm. Brilliant. Okay, so but nonetheless, there's obviously some overseas international travel going to go on to continue the race journey, which is exciting in its own right. To be fair, no matter where you go. Yeah. Uh, correct. Brilliant. So, Braden, you uh, so you on it? Just going to jump in. You go, go Richard. We're waiting. Kiwi's getting a bit slow, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Floor's all hers. Really want to get out there and back. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Yep, fantastic. Hey, so Braden, you're off on a bit of a break now. How many, how long do you have doing nothing, eating pies, and putting your feet up? Oh no, good. I got it. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, I get probably. Am I going? Really. Yeah. Four weeks a month. Um, Oh, yeah, the same old Kiwi stuff. We'll be out there doing mountain biking trips, supposed to be in the Paparoa in a couple of days with Tan and try and shoot through the Heafy and, um, you know, might run Naval Tasman kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, it'll be a month till we're back into focus training. Perfect. Perfect. I'll just interrupt you because I'm not sure if Rich... Rich sounds like he's uh, still at the transition trying to put his socks on. Uh, to, to get his shoes on, we've we're right around the outside of them. So, um, look, mate, thank you very much. Congratulations on an absolute epic win. It's so great to see uh, such good competition within New Zealand uh, here because uh, no, nothing that anybody's done recently has come easy. There's been a battle uh, in every race that's been going on lately. So that's great to see the depth and the up and coming. Uh, also great, though, to see Braden you uh, back on the long game and uh, across that finish line. First, very proud. So thank you very much for joining us. All the best for your little time out, time away. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you when we next see you, I guess. Yeah, awesome. Cheers, guys. Thanks for yeah, having us and, and making it happen. Awesome. Thanks, Braden. Are you there, Captain? Three, yes, two. I am. I'm just a bit nervous to talk, actually. <laughs> you definitely got the delay going on there, buddy. That's for sure. I'm not quite sure what's going on there. That is our typical trusty Kiwi internet. We might have to do a bit of improvising here, but, uh, mate, you, you need to be proud within yourself yeah. uh, there, Richard. Um, you know, yourself and Team CP. You've been involved with Braden Curry right from uh, right from his outset, right from his multi-sport get-go. And now, you know, we've just been talking to not only the 2021 Ironman uh, New Zealand winner, but also, you know, Braden is ranked eighth in the world. He's the eighth top male athlete in the world of Ironman. And, uh, you know, that started with you. Yeah, it's cool. It's uh, yeah, it's just great to support him and cheer him on. He's, he's uh, um, I just uh, will be the old man sitting in the 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 deck chair, sort of on my porch, um, cheering him on. That's sort of where I see myself at the moment. But great to be involved and great to um, uh, yeah, say that you've had a little part to play in in his growth and development as an athlete. Yeah, totally. So our next guests are just uh, another uh, absolute mirror of Braden's success. 
uh, or from more from your success, Richard, uh, two more fabulous athletes that you've been involved with that you have helped uh, get to uh, another Ironman start. And actually, this year, while have they made some ground from last year? Yeah, totally. Uh, so Rick and Lucy, um, are they in the background? So Rick and uh, I've, I've, the, the old internet's done well up until now. So I'm just going to keep talking for a moment as you introduce them uh, and throw them up on screen. But Rick and Lucy, Ironman, you did the race again this year, had a point to prove from last year. And it's been really fun working with you as you uh, trained. Uh, obviously, it was put on hold and then had to refocus like everybody else did. And then go right. Let's. What are we doing here? And let's go and see what we can do. Challenge ourselves and have an awesome day. So, um, Rick and Lucy, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thanks. It sounds sounds like a few more years with you, and I could probably be challenging for a podium by the sounds <laughs> of it. If all great athletes start with you, Richard, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna wait for him. Good stuff, team. Um, can, yeah, that's tricky. It's a good 10-second delay, I think, going on here at the moment um, on my couch. Is it, so uh, is it, is it worth I'm just going to ask a big open-ended question here. <laughs> yeah, potentially. I'm just going to keep uh, rolling here, and then we can. Um, you guys can sort of talk about your day. So, well, Rick, what did you do, and, uh, and what was your plan this year? What were you going to prove on from last year's performance? Um. Yeah, so I guess last year was giving Ironman a shot, um, just kind of getting into triathlon for probably a year and a half at that point and figured why not give Ironman a bash um, and completed it in about 12 hours 15, completely happy with that. Um, but then I guess the, the next day just had a wee bit of a, a thought in the back of my head of, oh, well, you know, could probably improve upon that. Um and I guess really just with a lot of stuff I've done recently over the last couple of years, it's always been into something, complete it, move on to the next thing. Um, so, yeah, kind of this year I was like, oh, well, maybe I'd actually like to just actually focus on something and just see how good I could actually uh, complete it in. Yeah, so, I mean, it was an opportunity really just to get in touch with a coach and have my first experience being coached uh, by yourself, Richard. Um, and then, yeah, was able to, to turn up this year um, and cross the line in 10 hours 7. So I managed to knock about 2 hours 15, I think, off, something like that, 2 hours 10, 2 hours 15. So, yeah, it was a pretty good improvement, I think, overall. Yeah, that's an awesome day out, isn't it? Um, hopefully my internet's speeding up a little bit here as I talk. But um, and that's good, Lucy. Hopefully you're nodding in agreement with that. But Lucy, tell us about your uh, what you've done in the past and what you were looking to try and do coming into Ironman 2021. Um, I so I've done it. I've done Ironman before back in 2019. Um, I'm not very good at answering these questions. So what was I trying to do? I don't know. I guess going into this year I was really just trying to have a better run than my previous one and um, I really struggled in my first year just running off it and um, vomiting like vomiting but not being able to take anything in so I ended up walking quite a lot of it so for me success for this year was enjoying the run and not getting into that state that I was in Um yeah so I was pretty happy with how this year went yeah yeah great so tell us about uh, and and one of the key things we've worked on across the course of the year is what's the focus? How am I? What am I focusing? What's the mindset around running your marathon as well? And some of the technique stuff. What what across the course of your swim, bike, and run? What were some of those things that you were focusing on during the day to make sure that you could actually enjoy it rather than beating yourself up about it if it wasn't going exactly the plan? Well, my um, well, from after watching you do coast to coast and you made a statement in your post-race interview that if you just focused on doing all of the little things well, you could have a good day. And so I guess that I really took that away and just thought about the whole process. Like if I could not get distracted, cause I'm very, very easily distracted. Like I would just, I could just swim for hours and ride my bike for hours and not really like be concentrating on what I'm doing or how I'm pedaling or my swimming technique. Cause I'm just enjoying it. I'm just enjoying being out there like a big kid 
Um, so it was just for me actually not being distracted and focusing on the process of um, swimming well when you could. Um, it was the first year I've trained with power, so using the power meter to try and keep me interested and not distracted. Um, and the same with the run, really just focusing on process, so not focusing on pace or what the time was, because for me that doesn't really process in my brain it's more we were just focusing on cadence and posture which was really yeah real beneficial for me mm -hmm. yeah mm. mm -hmm. yeah brilliant and as a result of cadence and posture on the run um mm -hmm. how did that go like to be able to actually enjoy your run because of that yeah really well I was really happy I actually felt great the whole time the first lap I had a little bit of a stitch but the whole time I had heaps of energy so my nutrition went really well um and I was just able to keep going the whole way and I knocked 15 minutes off my last uh, marathon so I was really happy with that <laughs> at the end um but yeah, yeah during I was yeah I was super stoked with it yeah just having those, that that to focus on was really useful for me yeah, yeah fantastic and uh and Rick tell us about your running and your running journey because that's something that's like you've your background is cycling really isn't it if you had a choice I'd go bike running every day of the week but your running has really come on over this I don't know past six months or so really hasn't it what's been one yeah. or two of the things that have really changed your running for you um yeah I think I think definitely just kind of going into this whole process and just having a lot more structure around um around those key kind of running sessions um and yeah just having far more structure around my week and and kind of not getting into junk mileage um but actually focusing on uh you know whether it be strength work or intensity work or just your long run um that kind of stuff just has really helped kind of solidify uh just my overall enjoyment of running um but yeah. also i guess just how, how fast I've then just been able to progress as well. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, I think as well, just, um, I mean, I guess part of this year was actually just racing. So, so not trying yes. to conserve, not trying to conserve myself at times. Like, so I guess that's what I mean about when I've entered challenges, it's always been, well, you know, if I, if I hold myself back, I know I can complete this challenge and then that's done. Um, Whereas a, a lot more attention's being put on to, okay, well, how about you just go out there and you just push as hard as you can. And if you blow up, you blow up. But, um, <laughs> you know, which happened on the marathon. But I mean, you know, I kind of expected that to happen at some point. Um, but, you know, I was still running faster than, than I guess I, I had previous. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it was, it was definitely more around... Um, just actually building that kind of solid running base and then just being able to to back myself and knowing that I've got that ability um, when when it comes to race day. Mm. That's right. You blew up, but you didn't blow to bits, though, did you? You were still able to keep moving. It's, it's, yeah, I think he's yeah. over-exaggerating now, doesn't he, Lucy? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean... He didn't look like he blew up <laughs> on the run, let's yeah, just say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He was still jogging I mean, you know, still, when I saw him. Yeah, it was still a, you know, a three... 345 marathon it's not exactly blowing up but um yeah it got yeah. to the point where I felt like I needed to go into a wee bit of of damage control so um that was just kind of walking aid stations um to right. to make sure that I just got some fuel in and, and some water um and then just finding some random person who looks like they're running a pace that I can handle and just um having a chat with them and, and asking them to yeah. kind of uh pace me through to to the finish line so um yeah yeah it def it was hard but i mean it, it, it was always going to be <laughs> yeah good so so a question for both of you what was your toughest moment throughout the race when it was actually i just didn't want to be there anymore i want to go home thanks uh and what was one or two of your key highlights um i mean always i mean 30 30k into the run that's just <laughs> the that's yeah just a horrible place to be um and it's because yeah you kind of oh maybe it was a wee bit before then because because it was a four lap course you kind of had two lap bands and so when you started 
your third lap, you still kind of felt like you had two more laps to go. So, and that's when he was finishing yeah. when, <laughs> when I was at that point. I'm yeah, like, yeah. So, um, and that was when my quads were just really starting to to give me grief. Um, it was starting to get a bit hotter as well. Um, so that's yeah, that was probably where I went into my little dark hole. Um, but the best was probably the return leg on the bike. So probably about 120. Oh, 130 k's in, so heading back in towards Taupo. Um, as Braden said, there was a, a tailwind, um, and so yep. you'd spent the kind of last hour and a half before just battling into it, and then all of a sudden you just had that return dig into Taupo, and it was just flying and um, kind of just trying to hold myself back because um, you could just really build up some speed on that, and I was just loving it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. What about you, Lucy? Um, my darkest was probably second lap of the bike, um, into that little bit of a headwind with massive stitch and no water in my front bottle was probably my darkest point thinking, what, okay. are, like, are, you, what are we up to? Like, so cycle <laughs> like that. Um, yeah. and then the highlight for me is always a swim. I mean, swimming into the mouth of the Waikato is pretty special. Um, and my run was a highlight. Like I said, I real enjoyed it this year. Got a bit cold on this last lap because it was in the dark due to the eight o'clock start, yeah. but that's fine. Um, and just the support, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Mm -hmm, pretty cool. mm -hmm. yeah. Yep, fantastic. You guys are great supporters of each other as well, aren't you? So uh, cheering each other on as you sort of pass on the, on the run and the bike ride. Um, uh, Lucy, you swimming as fast as you can to see how fast you can, how much time you can put into Rick on the bike and him hunting you down. Uh, must be pretty cool to be able to do this thing together, train together, but also do that same race together as well. Mm. Pretty special. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, I was, I was saying it kind of earlier today, just it was pretty cool just being able to, you know, walk down the, walk down the chute into the, into the lake with Lucy, you know, holding hands, um, <laughs> you know, so you don't get lost. Um, Lucy was yeah. doing it, you know, I was, like, I, know yeah. get lost. I was doing it because I didn't want to lose the, the toe. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So performance yeah, enhancing. You know, yeah. And then just, um, yeah, I guess just lining up together and just being at the front of, um, of the race and just have both having that kind of moment of excitement of, of the day ahead or excitement and a bit of dread. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then also for me, when I was um, finishing my run just by the final aid station, so kind of within the last couple of hundred metres of the run, I caught up to Lucy again. Um, so it was nice, even though we were both running our same race, that essentially I was able to start the race with Lucy and then was able to see her again as well just before I finished. So um, Yeah, that was real cool. Hmm. He was coming down the finisher shoot as I was just at my like to, at the turnaround for the third lap, so I got to hear him, them announce him across the finish line. And so I was like, yeah, <laughs> like cheering as I'm running down. He's like, what are you doing? Like, what are you, what are you shouting for? And I'm like running down the going, yeah, like screaming. Um, and, yeah, just awesome yep. seeing him out there on the bike because he just like – made up so much time all the time like i had a mechanical so i had to stop for 10 minutes so that's where, he, my, that's where most of the time is thank yeah. you thank you um so he took made up heaps of time and then you could just see him at those crossroads i was like damn it, he's so quick it's so good he's having such a good day and then you saw him i saw him on the run a couple of times yeah it just like real boost you on and that was pretty cool um yeah see like here being right there when he finished it was pretty cool yep and and rick you did have a great day. You had an absolutely outstanding day. You both had a great day, but you finished the last last time you finished it, and and the next day you went, ah, oh, actually, <laughs> you know what? I uh, I could do this better. So, um, are we done yet, or are we are we or, or right here right now? Are you going to tell us uh, one thing that Richard needs to schedule into his training block for you that you need to work on? So. I'm guessing by the laughter, the answer is already yes. We're going to be no, back. No. We're going to do it again. I guess. I guess the. I was saying this before, though. Like, to, <laughs> like the thing with last year is, it was kind of like I knew. I knew I could improve. There was a lot of things I'd done wrong. A lot of things I hadn't trained for, and so it was easy to see that even if I um, just tried a little bit harder, I'd, I'd still be able to to do better. Whereas, you know, like now I'm starting to get faster and faster it's obviously it's it's gonna the, the gains are going to get marginal um 
you know, I, yeah, I think one day I'll, I'll go back. But I mean, I think the the problem is, um, I just realised I've got uh, an ultra marathon in fifteen weeks. So I think I just need to figure out if um, if I still like running at the end of that. <laughs> yeah, nice. It's be honest, it's, a, it's a, a little chat about that. Are you going to do it again? On Sunday, there was like, nah, foof, nah, I'm not planning on doing that again. Yesterday, when someone asked him, oh, I'm not really thinking about it yet. And now you've just asked him, he's like, oh, well, we'll just see what I feel like after 15 weeks. So, yeah. We're nearly there. We'll wait till we're there. your training plan now and the training peaks. I mean, what yeah. are we? We've really got the injury filled out. Here we come. No, I didn't realize that <laughs> I didn't realize that Richard had started off Braden's career into professional hoods. So I mean, you know, I'm just looking at the long game here. <laughs> We've already got accommodation well, books, so you'll be it's fine. We've already got it. So you, you might as well retire now, Rick. You're already done. Because <laughs> retire your job. Like be, be be professional, Iron Man. Just retire yeah, your job. Yeah, Might as well hand your notes. Well, well we're heading we're heading down to we're heading down to Nelson tomorrow. So I'll just link in with Braden and we'll just yeah go <laughs> just start a new training block. Yeah, yeah. Because because the important yeah, piece be missing there is actually that that Rick started Braden's career, um, but uh, he's uh, obviously moved on and got had new coaches and things along the way to <laughs> meet those things. Yeah, don't don't hang your whole hat on Richard. That's, Rock. that's <laughs> yeah. You've, you've got a new coaching service you're starting there. Are you? I think that's out of you. I think you're not allowed to talk about that. And while you're sitting under the team, branding, as you'll be in the media man with the bow, and also the training programs on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, clearly, my paycheck didn't clear this week. What's that budget again? Oh, no, yeah, zero. Okay, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Look, Rick, Lucy, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on an epic weekend. Uh, I'm just so stoked to hear that everything just went so fantastically well um, and that everybody had a great day. Uh, Is there anything probably finally you guys want to say? Is there anything out there you want to suggest to people? Because obviously one of our big things we love to do is is spread the enthusiasm and spread some awesomeness and try and encourage some new people to take up the challenge. Oh, I'd, I'd say like Ironman New Zealand is probably like one of the best events I've ever done. Like, I mean, the you're treated like a pro. Um, the, the, the volunteers there are just amazing. Um, you know, they'll do anything and everything for you uh and and it's just yeah i've you've you never you've never felt so supported kind of going through a race um and and you know as daunting as iron man sounds like when you're actually out there there are people from all walks of life doing it like it, it's hard but you know like you you can do it like you can and so i think it's it's definitely something to to consider giving a crack one day I mean, I know we we tried to we tried to convince Richard to do it uh, on the on the Thursday afternoon. <laughs> we offered to fly Richard up on the Thursday afternoon. Yeah, I don't think anyone else has really heard this very much this story. But yeah, I was quite. I was like, ah, maybe I could. But I was. I still had uh, sore legs from the first run I'd done in six weeks since coast. That was a Tuesday, and now we're talking Thursday. But I was like, oh, I could. But then realised that Tash, my wife, was. Uh, I had just bought a dress for a wedding that we're supposed to go to that weekend, so uh, decided it was probably not the best option to go and uh, fly up to Taupo that accidentally do that. Um, so, so since got the better of me, and uh, yeah, potentially next year. Who knows? Yeah, I just say um, if anyone out there is actually thinking about doing Ironman, and um, we both coached ourselves to the first one, so our first ones we both just did our own thing, um, but definitely having a coach. Probably actually got me to the start line this year, <laughs> if I'm honest. I wouldn't have gone without Richard with the postponement date. So, yeah, it was pretty special. Thanks for yeah, that. Yeah, no, yeah, well done, Lucy. No, it's cool. job, it was yeah. pretty. Yeah, it was pretty tough there, wasn't it? Just with that postponement date and then to have to go, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? Do I want to go through this? Do I want to train for more? And, and pretty much everybody had that same thing that they were going on with. But you did super well to go, actually, let's just focus on me. And and what I can do and really enjoy the day out. Yeah, yeah. So it was huge having you there. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, good job. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks, Rick. Thanks, well, Lucy. Thanks.
Absolutely cool. amazing. We look forward to seeing you around the trap somewhere else at another event. Uh, Rick, good luck with your ultra marathon. <laughs> uh, maybe we will need to tune in again with you after after the completion of that and uh, see if you still love running. But in the meantime, stay safe and uh, thank you very much. Thanks, right, Thanks. Bye. Well, there you have it, Rick. We've uh, successfully pulled off uh, a very last-minute uh, podcast and a fabulous podcast it's been as well. So great to have uh, Brayden on. The guy is just uh, always obtainable, always willing to give his time up to give it to, to share with all of our community, which is just fabulous. Yep. No, I really, really appreciate that. Last minute going, are we good for Wednesday? Are we not? Should we postpone it? And uh, well, should we do it in 15 minutes' time? That was at 8.15 this evening. And uh, and <laughs> right, okay, let's do this. Rick and Lucy, what are you up to? Okay, let's do that as well. Angus, how's your mo? Have you, have you done it? Can we do <laughs> I it? Know, I heard so, you I like think... rush through hair and makeup and mo treatment really quickly tonight. <laughs> but anyhow, nonetheless, it's yep. been absolutely fabulous to bring this to you all. And thank you all for tuning in and watching. Um, Rick Greer, uh, what's next for you, mate? Oh, Walker 100, the 100 miler actually is the goal for me. So I threw that out there and uh, and just encouraged uh, a bunch of people to say it's a really good idea. And we've got lots of people that are turning up. Mighty Matt Sherwood is putting his name on the start line. There's there's a whole bunch of people where, who's our mountain bike coach. But Angus, what's your next thing? Um, well, actually, I've actually got a row of things lined up, Richard. So I could burst that bubble quite <laughs> easily there. But I'm guessing... Uh, what what you're angling for is 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 the media man the mo uh, going with his sidekick the captain to take on the hundred miler? Well, you heard it here first. Yes, he is. He will be donning the dusting the mountain bike off and uh, chewing off a bloody big day. I'd say, Captain. <laughs> there was a brilliant uh, little. Uh, I really don't. <laughs> there was a brilliant piece of footage put up by Tim Farmer, the organizer, uh, as you mentioned that the that uh, maybe the Walker 100's got a bit soft and it's not that hard anymore. And uh, that was that little audio clip that he put up there. So, yeah, I think uh, we'll go and put our money where our mouth is and see what you're up to. And and me, your little sidekick, uh, <laughs> we'll go and see if we can uh, get across that finish line and, and finish 160Ks of riding around the Redwood Forest in Rotorua. Yeah, totally. Yep. Tim's totally called us out. He's called me out on that comment, that's for sure, and he's laid it down. So, we are privileged to take up that opportunity and uh, go and enjoy a very long day out um, uh, in the coming yeah. October months. So that's good. Got some focus, got something to do, uh, fill some time in there, Rich, um, mm -hmm. you know, in between things. So <laughs> I'm, I'm regretting it already. Exactly. That's right. Good. Right, mate. Thank you very much, everybody, <laughs> uh, for again for tuning in. A huge thank you to Team CP, as always, for not only coaching these athletes to the start line and to the finish line, but, of course, sponsoring our podcast and allowing us to be here tonight with you all. Uh, stay tuned. We will be back uh, on your screen in no time. Sure, I'm, I'm sure, Rich, we must have another one lined up sometime soon. We certainly have. We'll be back uh, next Wednesday and uh, looking forward to talking to you then. Well done, team. Are we? Over and out.